0: Off the Ball daily. daily, a home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. You see yourself as the
1: clubston. <laughs> <laughs>
0: grumpy, that a man apart. Yeah, it's <laughs> eleven in a row for you, much like it's seven in a row for Clubston. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now.
1: Football on Off the Ball with William Hill. Who you got? 18 plus. See gamblingcare.ie.
0: It is Thursday evening. It is time for us to chat football with John Giles. John, how are you getting on? I'm good, Will,
1: thank you. And yourself?
0: Ah, sure, look, I'm struggling along at this stage, John, in a, <laughs> a rainy start to August after a very rainy July. But at least the, the Premier League is back next week. We've got the Community Shield at the weekend, yeah. the Women's World Cup on. At least there's plenty of football to watch at the moment. De-
1: definitely. Definitely. We'll keep going. We might keep start going.
0: off with the uh, Women's World Cup, John, because I know you've been following the team throughout the competition, but the fallout from the Nigeria game, uh, that 0-0 draw on Monday was... Vera Pau, the Ireland manager, admitting that Katie McCabe, the Ireland captain, had gone over to try and get her to make a substitution and add some legs down the left-hand side of the team. What was your take on the fact that the captain goes over to try and tell the coach what to do?
1: Uh, I don't think it's the right thing to do, I Will, to be honest. Uh, you know, the the, the the manager or the coach, wherever it might be, is in charge. Uh, and And I must say, from my experience... Uh, I think as soon as the, the coach takes over, which she did four years ago, from day one or from the start, she's the boss. And players can't make suggestions, Especially uh, 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 the captain can't make suggestions as to who is to be subbed. I don't think that's on because the, the, the coach herself is watching the match and she's been able to see uh, who needs to be subbed or not. And I think what happened in this situation, uh, I, I think Katie McCabe, who is a very, very good player and captain, uh, suggested that uh, one of her, or uh, Sinead Faraday, should be subbed. Well, you know, the coach is watching the match and she should be able to make that decision. And also, I think the coach slipped up uh, by saying, well, as far as I was concerned, uh, Farley was was the fittest player on the pitch she shouldn't have to answer that in other words from the day she she takes over the job with the players that she has she establishes that she's the boss and she will make all the decisions that have to be made so that that's four years ago well you know
0: you can give us a perspective on both being a coach and also being a player like you would have been you are know, one of the leaders at Leeds like Billy Bremner would have been At a point where he would have been captain. I would think Billy Bremner would never have dreamed or you wouldn't have dreamed of going over to Don Revy and saying, hey, give that guy the hook and bring someone else on.
1: No. The the manager would have established that from the start. You know, he would establish that from the start. When I I came into the club after Jack Charlton and Billy Bremner, but he would let me know that. So would Matt Busby. Matt Busby was a gentleman type of manager. Well, in no way could any of the players, captain, whether he was no Campbell or Morrisetters, say to uh, go over to the pitch and say, "Look, I think Joe Bloggs needs to be subbed, or, or or anything for that matters. In fact, Matt Busby wasn't on the bench; he used to be sitting in the stand in the first row of the stand. But that was my experience of managers that you had to lay the law down straight away. And I, I'm surprised. Uh, may, maybe the, the coach did lay the law down four years ago. And uh, the the the, uh, the player uh, Katie McCabe, I think that she has uh, the 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 the, the say so to make that particular statement. But you could tell by the reaction from uh, the coach that she was the in charge of the situation. Has to be in charge of the situation. You can't do it any other way. Way, Will in my opinion.
0: Like, I think it's OK, John, it should probably be encouraged for players to give feedback to the coaching team and to have their input and for the coach to listen. But that can't really happen in game when it's Vera Powell's decision who comes on or off. Like, I think that's fine if you have a meeting in between games or
1: if you're oh,
0: consulting yeah. with your captain, but not on the pitch.
1: No, no. Like, my experience with Don Reby and Matt Busby, and that, I mean, they could say during meetings, particularly, you know, that before the day before the match, has anybody got anything to say? You know, and, and of course, players could say, "Look, look, boss, I, I think this, that, and the other," and he'd say, "Well, no, or, yes, yeah, I think that's a good idea." But, but it's he—he, it, he, you have to get it past him, and certainly on the pitch when when the matches are on, the, the substitutions are to be made. Uh, I know Maples, we don't really. Any manager I came across would 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 not like it if you came over at, the, at even Billy Bremner or anybody to say, "I think." Uh, you know, Eddie Gray should be subbed. No way, it just wouldn't happen. So I'm surprised that that wasn't established over the four years. Now I might be wrong. It might have been established, and uh, 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 the K- Skipper McCabe would would, would, would do it. Mm. If she does that, then it's totally out of order. And I don't think I don't think she should be doing it anyway, uh, because she's the the the, the, bo- the boss is there, the coach is there and she is there to make the decisions. But she should have established that four years ago. In other words, don't come over to me and say, one of your colleagues needs to be subbed. I will watch what's going on, and I will make the decision on it. Now, when, you, when you, during the week, if you want to have a, a discussion uh, about the match and what should happen, anybody got any ideas, that's, that, that's OK, because the manager is asking for the, 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 the opinions of some of the players but not during the match and at the match uh, because it's led to a, a lot of bad feelings I would imagine in, in the camp.
0: Would you have laid down the law John when you were in coaching with say West Brom or with Shamrock Grovers or with the Ireland team, like would you have made it very clear early on that you were the guy who makes the decisions and kind of hear the rules for my setup? Definitely.
1: Definitely. Actually when I was at West Brom at one time I had Nobby Stiles working for me and Norman Hunter and I, I had established with them from the start, uh, whether in the dressing room before the match, or half time halftime, anything else. Don't say anything to the players until you run it past me, right? Because what can happen? Say Norman is talking to a fullback, and he tells him to get in, you know, the ball's into the field to get on this, you know, in the cover position, and there's a goal scored from it, right? And I can say to the fullback, "What were you doing there?" That's what Norman told me to do. Because everybody has different opinions on the game. So you have to really lay down the law. that it, After the match or during the week, if you want to have a team talk, definitely players can say what they want to say. And then you, you work it out. But not during the game, uh, or before the game or halftime, and certainly not during the game. There's no way that you, you would watch a match and some one of your players come to you with the captain or anybody else and say, I want, to, you know, I think you should sub Joe Bloggs, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't stand for it, uh, Will, in my opinion.
0: Probably not the best thing to happen to Vera Pau either at a time, John, when the FAI are considering whether to extend this contract or not, and there's only a few weeks left on it, and the team are now back, and there's going to be a review by the FAI that kind of the last thing to come out of the World Cup is the coach being a little bit undermined by their captain in the last game.
1: Yeah, it was it was it, it was bad because you know she. It's the first time the Irish ladies have qualified for the World Cup. As uh, is, that's right, isn't
0: it? It is. Yeah, so, first first yeah. major tournament. And she and it. she
1: did it. You know, she did that. Don't know other coaches done it. And they've, they've had some good coaches, I believe, but no coach has done it. So uh, again, I, I feel sorry for her in this respect. But again, I would go back and say the four years ago when you establish. This cannot happen. Now, she might have done that, and and, and uh, 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 young McCabe would, would go over, Katie McCabe would go over and, and make her uh, statement that she wanted the, the, the player uh, sorry, off because she was getting tired. You know, that happens as well. I, I'm saying that, that shouldn't have happened because maybe she, she hasn't uh, laid down the law that no, she doesn't want anybody to do that. Now maybe she has laid down the law and Katie McKay might go and go and do it anyway. Mm. We don't know. We don't know. Richard. But, but it but it should, I don't think it should happen. In my experience in football, if when I was manager manager of the team, I wouldn't I wouldn't want any player to come to me and say uh, like Eddie Gray should be should be off he's getting tired. You could you couldn't. You know, my mum would be go mad if if any player tried to do that, even in the dressing room. They'd make sure, look, I'm in charge of the situation, I'm the boss, and I, I can see what's going on. That's what I'm there for. So it, it has to be established very, very early on and, and, and stated regularly. You know what I mean, Will? Yeah, absolutely. That this doesn't happen. I'm in charge of the situation. I can see the game. I will make the decisions of who's to be subbed and who's not to be subbed. And I don't want a player coming over to suge- su- suggest or, or ask for it in that way. So please don't do it.
0: And in a way as well, John, she, Vera powell mentioned that Farley had been playing particularly well, was one of the best players on the pitch. In a way, that really shouldn't matter, does it? Like, whether Farley was playing well or not, Vera Powell doesn't have to justify no, why she's no, not no, taking it exactly,
1: off. Exactly. She should, make a re- should not make a response to that. You know, she shouldn't give her opinion whether she's the best player or not. What she should say, look, I'm not going to discuss it with you whether she should or shouldn't be off or should be subbed. Right, I'll make the decision. Thank you very
0: much. She
1: shouldn't have made the, the response that, like, oh, no, I didn't do it because I, I felt that she was the best player on the pitch. Mm. That didn't come into it. That doesn't come into the, the, the equation. When you're, you're having a discussion with one of the players who's suggesting to you that one of the players should be subbed, you're the boss. Said no, thank you. I'm the boss here. And it shouldn't happen. But it shouldn't happen in the first place. Mm.
0: Community Shield coming up on Sunday, John. Uh, It was the Charity Shield, as we called it for a long time. They like to call it the Community Shield these days. Anytime I think of your attachment with the Charity Shield, I think of the Leeds-Liverpool game, which kind of boiled over a little bit. Um, This is obviously the kind of traditional curtain raiser for the season. Did you enjoy going to Wembley to play in these games um, back when Leeds would have had them as the start of their season? Oh, definitely.
1: It It was very difficult to play at Wembley. You know, the only way you could play at Wembley uh, was a, a cup final or uh, an international match? It was very, very. It was, it was very difficult to, to be a, to get a match at Wembley. with you know, it was either a cup final. Well, then the League Cup came into it, uh, and but it was it was there was a lot of English players who uh, terrific players that I knew never never got a game at Wembley. They weren't picked for England, and they never got to the cup final. Especially the old days because there was only the FA Cup final and then you had the League Cup final. And, and everybody can play at Wembley nowadays but it was it was very, very difficult uh, to as a player to play at Wembley.
0: And I know when you're kind of a player trying to get sharp for the start of the season, these days you're going to the Far East or America if you're a player probably to play pre-season and it's probably different now uh, compared to even about 20 years ago. But all the same, I would think for most players, John, a week out from the start of the season proper getting a chance to go and play against another good side for a piece of silverware is probably the ideal way to lead into a season if you're Man City or Arsenal for this weekend.
1: Funny enough, Will, <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree with you at all okay. on it. Because uh, when you're back for your pre-season, Daniel, well in, in my day, you'd had a few weeks off, right? And we, uh, we under Don Revy, uh, never played away against a top team. We played local teams like Bradford and uh, teams that were that were near us there because it, it's it's not right you're, you, when you come back for pre-season t- training you're doing that to get fit to be able to play in a match now what's happened now because of the, the, the financial situations teams are going away and not, they not they haven't been they haven't done their their, their training and it's, it's 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 very easy to get injuries when you do that, but it's all about money mm. now it's not good now when when I say we played Bradford and teams like that teams near us you when you got two or three weeks four weeks behind your train, then you could play a better team, but mostly at Leeds we didn't and teams in in those days didn't go abroad uh, Uh, Will, you know, the money wasn't in it in that particular way. Now it's all about money, but I think it's wrong because you're not really, like, you see the players playing there during the week. They've only been back training a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, you need the four weeks to get match fit. Now, especially in my day, because you used to get a big break. The players don't get such a big break now, and that's not so good either, you know, because you do need a break. You need a good break after the season, the matches that the players are playing now. But I think to this day, Manchester United, any of the top teams, Liverpool, could be playing local teams till you get your fitness, till you get ready to play for the start of the season. But money, is, money, money in a big way is involved now, Will. And these, the clubs are getting a lot of money to go and play, whether it be in America or wherever, wherever they're playing. It's all about money now.
0: Mm. I don't think the clubs mind too much if lads are in a 12 hour flight, which probably kills the preparation of the week as you're getting ready for the start of the season as well.
1: Arsenal... Exactly. Honestly, it's really important uh, you know, to, to, to get to, to pre season training is pre season training. And you start off doing certain things, and then after the first week, you do different things, doing the, all that. And then you start playing the matches, and you play, say, half an hour each way till you start getting going. Now, the players are going, you see them, they're flying long flights. And they're going away and they're playing each other, you know, and they're top matches. So I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, would, I wouldn't be in favour of it because you're, you're, I think you're bound to pick up some injuries. Mm.
0: We might get an idea where Arsenal are at on Sunday afternoon. They've spent a lot of money, about £200 million spent in this window to bring in Declan Rice, Kai Havertz and Jürgen Timber coming in as well. These are players that Mikel Arteta wanted, John. And I guess if Arsenal are going to close the gap to Man City, it was that squad depth that was required. The club have gone out and backed their manager this summer.
1: In a big way. Uh, and, and he deserves it. You know, he's, had, he's, he's, he's done extremely well at Arsenal. Uh, they, they had a good run at it last, last year. And uh, I think they've made a decision that he's the man. Uh, we're going to back him now. And he's got, uh, he's got some players in, especially, especially right. I mean, they've beaten Man City uh, in the transfer market for Rice. That's a big deal. Um, I, I think he's a bit, a bit unlucky. I think that the centre forward got injured, didn't
0: he? Yeah, Gabriel Jesus picked up a knock, which isn't ideal for the start of the season. He's going to miss no. the first few weeks. So you'd, you'd want to have him, obviously, um, straight from the start. But I guess the argument is they've Kai Havertz who's come in, and that's probably what wasn't there last season, John, was if they lost one of those players, if a sacker or Jesus or Martinelli got injured, they maybe didn't yeah. have the cover. Now they've got yeah. a bit of extra strength this season. No,
1: no he's de- they're, definitely ba- they're definitely backing him. I think I think it was their, their, their uh, small panel last year really spoiled the chances of winning. Because if you, go, if you go back to the World Cup, and that was taking a lot out of the players. There was a good few Arsenal players in the World Cup, and there was a good few Manchester City players in the World Cup. But when the Man City players came up for for, for Guardiola, he had a big, big squad, as we know, huge squad. Arsenal didn't, and I think they got tired in the in the in the run in to be honest, and I think that's what what, what changed it uh, for City, the big squad that they had. And uh, nowadays, you, you do need a big squad with all the different competitions that the players, Arsenal have, the League Cup, the FA Cup, the League, the Champions League. You know, it's never-ending for the players. Now. You, you need a huge squad now, Will. There's no doubt about that, and I think they're backing them now to do that.
0: Would you agree with Jurgen Klopp what he said a couple of days ago when he said no one in the Premier League is going to be able to compete with Man City? He's almost uh, given up the ghost on anyone challenging City this season.
1: I can't believe it. That was in yesterday's paper. What he said, I just wrote it down. Nobody besides City can have the real target to become champions again this year. All the other teams fight for champion league places and that's what we will do as well. I can't, I can't believe that. I mean, they've spent a few bob, Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool, are a top team, and they should be looking to 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 beat Manchester City. So I don't know why he's saying that. It doesn't it doesn't make sense for a manager in the position that he's in and with such a great club like Liverpool to be sort of saying, "Well, City are going to do it. We we will be also runs." I, I just don't I don't see it at all. Unless he thinks, "Well, we we'll, we'll do it that way and then surprise everybody and." We won't. able to take a bit of pressure off us. But I can't see Liverpool being in that position in any way whatsoever. They're one of the top teams. He's got a lot of money, spent a lot of money. Some players have gone. Uh, but I'm amazed at the, the comments he's made in that respect.
0: Yeah, like, look, last season, just looking at the table here, they were 22 points behind City last year when they finished in fifth. But that was, like, Liverpool's worst season in recent memory. Before yeah. that, they win the league in 2020... They brought City to a point in 2022, brought it down to the last day, and they lost the league by a point in 2019. The reality is, John, the last three or four years, Liverpool have been very close to Man City.
1: Oh, very close. That's I'm amazed at what, what he's saying. I mean, they, 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 they have lost a few players, but there again, he was, he, and he was having a go at the Saudis. Uh, but the fact is, they sold two players themselves, the Saudis, to, to let uh, uh, Fabinho go and, and uh, Henderson. I mean, did they have to sell them? You know, but he's, 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 he has he has spent money again to get players in.
0: I'd suggest, John, when fifty five million was flashed in front for Fabinho and Henderson, especially with Henderson' age, they were probably happy enough to take the fifty five and reinvest it.
1: Well, if he has reinvested it, which 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 I can understand that, but but don't complain about the Saudis. <laughs> you know, if you're doing business with the Saudis, don't complain don't don't complain about them taking over the game. That's what he's saying. You know. But anyway, it, 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 it's, it's a big season for everybody next season. But uh, I, I, I'm just surprised that a manager of his quality, that he's done brilliantly for, for Liverpool, uh, can just say, "Well, you know, it's going to be cities, and uh, we all, all, of us, have a go at runners-up." That's what he's actually saying. Um, and I, I just, I just don't get that at all.
0: It's an unusual attitude before a ball is kicked. But City. Yeah. This year, John, I think they're still the team to beat. I mean, Gundogan's gone to Barcelona. Mares has gone to Saudi Arabia as well. That weakens them a little bit. But they've got Kovacic in from Chelsea to kind of fill the gap left by Gundogan. It looks like they're going to sign Gardial, the Croatian defender, for a lot of money, probably around £70 are uh, from Leipzig yeah. as well. So it's kind of a couple in, a couple out. Yes. If you look at Man City yep. winning the treble last year, they still look like the, the team with the best squad in the Premier League, don't they? Oh,
1: yeah. But they've lost, they have lost a couple of good players. I know that Mares has gone... As you say, uh, uh, Gundogan is gone. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm surprised that Mara's gone, but you know that's your big players. So he has to replace them. He's got a couple of young players coming in. He's got Kosovic, as you say. Uh, you wouldn't think he'd be in that standard. He's a good player, but didn't give you as good as the players that have just gone. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. But he might bring a couple of the young players in. I think Foden and one or two other young players might get more games. But he but he has got that man. As far as I, I know. Uh, you, can, you can you can pronounce his name uh, he's, he's just a Croatian centre-half
0: yeah Gavarniol so yeah
1: according yeah. to yeah, 78 mil cost but uh, um, you know he has spent a few quid uh, and he, he does have money to spend uh, although they have to be careful with the, the amount of money to spend uh, mm. uh, Will don't they
0: yeah well you always got to keep an eye on financial fair play but probably yeah. helped again by having the you know Maris and Gundogan who were probably on big wages leaving the club Interesting one that you mentioned, Phil Foden as well, John, because you know, in a way, Grealish kind of took that position over on the left-hand side attack in midfield last year and made it his own. Foden can play in a few different positions, but maybe now with him gone and the speculation about Bernardo Silva's future as well, potentially we could see a really big season from Phil Foden because that kid's got a lot of potential.
1: I think he's brilliant. I think he's brilliant. One of the best young players in, in, in the Premiership. Uh, and, and any time he's come on whatever, even up to centre forward or uh, outside left outside right he, he, can, he can do it uh, so I, I, I could imagine him getting more games now I think uh, Guardiola would know this lad is, is really ready for a full season so he, he'll, he could make a difference for them
0: One to watch for the season ahead John, yeah. thanks a million for joining us Thanks Will football
1: on off the ball with William Hill who you got 18 plus see gamblingcare.ie